This is the saucer afterlife wherein we tie up loose ends and do other stuff. I used to have much more of an intro for that, uh, for this than that, but no longer. Today, editorializing. Not me. I, uh, I try not to editorialize, but other people don't, such as Gordon Creighton, um, erstwhile editor of Flying Saucer Review. Out of uh, out of the United Kingdom, and back in our '90s magazine mixtape episode, we had some fun with some of his more um, uh, dramatic, maybe um, editorials in Flying Saucer Review. So, have a couple of those uh, for this installment of the Saucer Afterlife. It's not really enough to sustain a whole episode. Actually, there are a lot of editorials, but I think a whole you know, half hour, 45 minutes of Gordon Creighton interviews or editorials would be, uh, would be challenging to listen to. So this one, this first one is from, um, December, 1989, volume 34, number four of flying saucer review and is entitled strange and interesting times. We certainly are living through interesting times, and assuredly much of what is happening surpasses by far all mere human comprehension. On the one hand, the ever more vicious drug scene, the ever higher crime and murder and violence figures, the massive disturbance of the entire human psyche itself, combined with the gathering indications of outright demonic occupation and possession and cross-breeding, plus the sinister hints about alien underground bases and the alien treatment of human victims, surely all this, one must repeat, can augur no good whatsoever for humankind. And yet, on the other hand, the sudden onrush of extraordinary and totally unforeseeable and unpredictable political and social changes inside the monstrous Soviet evil empire and within its East European serfdoms is also so remarkable that one can only stand and gaze in astonishment. Vast masses of humans are in convulsion, like the denizens of some disturbed ants' nest, and the high quality of the frenzy that plainly animates these millions from Prague and Berlin to the Baltic and to the Ukraine and to the Caucasus, does not all this clearly show that the human spirit is on the march? Surely, all this must bring, at the very least to some, the strange feeling that the demonic features enumerated above are now starting to be counterbalanced ever so subtly by something else. Something that must derive from a high source. Something that even our own old-fashioned, cultured, fuddy-duddy forebears of the past century might surely have held to be a form of divine or at least angelic source. And then, there is Fatima. All those who are familiar with the Fatima story might do well to let their thoughts stray a while to that, for the link between Russia and Fatima looks strange, and perhaps, maybe, awesome. And maybe not only are great political and social eruptions upon us, but at an entirely different and far higher level, it also looks as though 1990 may well see the start of some of those juddering geophysical jolts that have been foretold by more than one wise soul as likely to occur in precisely these days. So, those that have ears, let them hear. Poor old planet Gaia and her offspring are all in a bad way, for, as students of the arcane have always known, there is evidence for a strange and terrifying bond between mankind's own inner state and the corresponding inner state of the Earth. And in conclusion, apologies are tendered for the lateness of this issue, due entirely to the enormous extra burden of all the material received out of Russia.
I, I don't care what any of you think. I love my Gordon Creighton voice. Um, I, I just, I just like it. I'm not sure exactly what I'm modeling and I, it sounds familiar to me, but I'm not, I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. Um, but it is a little hard to sustain, which might be, um, might be troubling on this next one. This is from, um, this is from 1999, um, the summer 1999 issue. Um, this is, this one's, this is why this is the saucer afterlife because I'm not sure how I could get this to work in an actual episode because it's just, it's just weird and paranoid and fun. Of course, weird and paranoid is fun is pretty much what we do, isn't it? Anyway, summer 1999 editorial title. There is no editorial title. It's just editorial. As many of our readers know, FSR, having started almost half a century ago with capital of only 100 pounds, has a growing number of serious problems to face. The greatest, of course, being the arrival and existence of the Internet, which has already gravely affected many book publishers and driven several British UFO journals right out of existence. Even Graham Birdsell's marvelous UFO magazine, published in Leeds, has more recently lost more than half its circulation. Oh, I am informed of this by Timothy Good. I will make mention below of some of our other problems. When you have absorbed what I say, you will, I am sure, all realize that if you have any desire to see FSR saved and preserved for the future, you are going to be absolutely obliged to embark on a permanent propaganda campaign on our behalf, for only if you can do that and keep telling your friends all about us and keep urging them to become subscribers, only then can we hope to have a readership sufficient even to keep us afloat. For none of the younger people of Britain have even heard of our existence, nor is there any way that they will ever do so unless you, our tiny band of present readers, tell them. You may ask, why is this? Let me tell you the simple reason. For the past 16 years, there has been a permanent ban on myself and FSR throughout the whole of the TV and radio and press media of Britain. Not even a passing mention in any newspaper is ever permitted, and if I write a letter to any newspaper on which any subject or political matter, on which, as a former British diplomat and intelligence officer, I have a professional and expert knowledge, even that letter will never be permitted to appear if it bears the signature, Gordon Creighton. At FSR, we have always lived from hand to mouth. No cash ever available for traveling to conferences, no cash available for advertising. Only for about six months, just once, have we ever reached a bank balance of 15,000 pounds. Generally, it is below 9,000 or 8,000. At present, we have just enough money in the kitty to print and issue the next FSR. After that, if you don't help us, we know that nobody else will if we have approached many potential patrons as yet without significant outcome. We shall go under, and we shall certainly vanish without trace. If you study history carefully, you will notice that people who try to tell the truth, as we do, are invariably highly unpopular. The fact is that for 44 years with little money, no office, and very few hands, we have maintained a quality of first-class, worldwide coverage of the UFO phenomenon such as no other UFO journal anywhere in the world can show. This is, of course, precisely why it has been thought so necessary to destroy us, and we accept the implied compliment. Here now is an interesting little fact for you to mull over. During the past four or five years, there have been at least a dozen people, 
newspaper reporters, TV and radio program people, who have telephoned me or written to me and have seemingly been immensely interested in all I have to say, often indeed staying on the phone for an hour and even more with me, and all of them ending by saying they will come to interview me. Not one of them has ever come. But why is this, you may ask? Simple, dear Watson. They themselves have each received a phone call. In fact, several times I've laughed and told them, You won't come. You'll have a phone call. It might be a remarkable thing were we ever to know how many of our readers stop their subscriptions because they have had a phone call. It wouldn't cost much for a government or indeed absolutely anybody to put us right out of business by such a method. And my guess is that is happening now. If, as is probable, you are at this point starting to talk about Creighton's paranoia, let me invite you all to take a good look at an article in the summer 1999 issue of another marvelous journal called The Unopened Files, which is published in Leeds, priced £2.95 per issue by Mark Birdsall, brother of Graham Birdsall, editor of the successful Quest publication UFO Magazine. For this article is an electrifying account of the worldwide spying activities of the American National Security Agency and, in particular, of their activities in Britain at the base also in Yorkshire, near Leeds, known as RAF Menwith Hill near Harrogate, where they can examine and read every single telegram or message entering or leaving Britain. And it goes on like that for a while, um, basically talking about the Echelon system, which uh, was pretty cool back in 1999 because you could pretend that if you said things like kilo or bomb uh, that, you know, on the phone, not just anywhere, that you would be sort of swarmed upon immediately. After explaining about Echelon, um, Creighton sort of goes into his... Uh, his his riveting rousing conclusion here which is which is awesome i uh I, I love this in the past in britain we've had plenty of reason to fear the dreaded power of the third reich and its gestapo and also the dreaded power of the ussr and its kgb so what about the far greater and far more powerful facilities now being set up for controlling the lives of every one of us down to the smallest detail if I, as a former British diplomat and intelligence officer specialized in the study of Russia and China and Asia as a whole, believed that Menwith Hill was designed to watch the Russians or the Chinese or the Arabs, all of whom are sinister threats to our future, I would be perfectly delighted because that's precisely what we desperately need. But I don't believe that. It seems perfectly clear to me that our country, Britain, is already totally subservient to the USA, a fact that would not worry me in the slightest were it not also by now perfectly clear to me the USA too is subservient to an alien, non-terrestrial power, namely, one of the, probably several existing UFO forces, and one which I think we can with the greatest certainty define as the great satanic power that now has the whole of terrestrial mankind by the throat. Can we truly believe that such words as NSA or Echelon or Menwith Hill, and indeed even this word, Internet, spell out any sort of benefit or protection for us against any international criminals, or Russians, or Arabs, or Chinese? Is it not far, far more probable that such installations and such preparations are designed only to serve the purposes of what seems to be the greatest and deadliest foe of which our species has ever had any knowledge or record? That sort of ambiguous line read there at the end, um, 
is due to his strange punctuation, sort of asking a question, but then ending with an exclamation point. Oh, I'm exhausted. The Gordon Creighton voice is um, it's a bit of a strain. Anyway, uh, that's the Saucer Afterlife this week, um, or this time. Um, hope you enjoyed uh, Gordon Creighton's meanderings, ramblings, um, paranoia. I think it's a little bit paranoia. Um, anyway, uh, take care, and I will talk to you later.